Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm Dave Walker. I'm joined by my partner in crime, Evan Birchfield. Evan, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, DW. How are you doing? Doing good. Looking forward to talking about this upcoming matchup for the Falcons as we head into week 14. Is that right? Could it possibly be? Somehow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I feel like it was just week two when we were all panicking over that Eagles game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so many years ago. Um, yes, we are heading into the week 14 matchup. The Falcons head up I-85 for the matchup against division rival, the Carolina Panthers, their second matchup of the year. Uh, they did meet uh, several weeks ago. I believe it was a week eight and the Falcons, of course, mm-hmm. lost that game. Um, so this is their opportunity uh, to set the, the ship right. Both teams, Evan, are five and seven. Uh, this is actually... I think you could argue an important game if either franchise wants to keep their playoff. What what little playoff hopes that they right. have alive uh, for this game? <laughs> yeah, and that's definitely um, two teams that probably shouldn't have playoff hopes. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone really wants to see that. You always want your team to make the playoffs, but whoever, you know, whichever one did make it, um, they'd likely be going up against a team like the Packers or the Cardinals yeah. or Tampa, um, which would not be pretty uh, nope. for either one. So, yeah, uh, I think both are actually like what uh, towards the top of mock drafts also. Like yeah. Top 10 picks Amazingly. So it's I mean, and then you think of like what's changed between these two teams since, as you mentioned, that week eight matchup, um, Cam Newton was on on the Panthers at the time. Uh, he was still a free agent. So, yeah, yeah, some some changes to the lineups for both teams. But regardless, <laughs> yeah. both are still not good teams. No. Uh, and they added Cam Newton. And in that same uh, time frame, got rid of their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, who yep. they fired during their bye week, which was a shocking move. As a matter of fact, they did that as... Uh, the weekend uh, Sunday, the early Sunday games were kicking off this past weekend, which was it was sort of funny to see that news come across. And like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, they fired their offensive coordinator. Um, so, yeah, obviously, that's going to be a storyline for this game is what does this Panthers offense look like with Joe Brady gone uh, with Cam Newton helming it? Uh, and, you know, obviously, can the Falcons look better this time around? With uh, mm-hmm. they're still, it was this Carolina game uh, the first time around when Calvin Ridley was a unexpected scratch and uh, he had practiced all week before that game and this ultimately was the first game he would miss uh, before the Falcons would put him on the NFL's uh, the NFI list the non football injury list and uh, we haven't seen Calvin Ridley since so this will be their second matchup against the Panthers without Calvin Ridley. And of course, this will be our second matchup against them without Christian McCaffrey, who is also out for the year. Yep. Um, so before we get into the matchups, Evan, 
Can you give us a rundown on what the injury situation looks like for both teams and who may or may not be questionable heading into this game? Yeah, so as you mentioned, the obvious ones were like Christian McCaffrey won't be playing. Uh, Calvin Ridley, we would have heard something by now. Um, He's, you know, I I think at this point we kind of expect him to maybe be done for the season. Right. Uh, DW, you probably agree with me on that. Yep. Like we haven't heard anything, so – um, but in regards to injury report, and keep in mind, this is for Thursday. There's still a Friday injury report to go um, for the Falcons. Jonathan Bullard um, was upgraded from uh, limited on Wednesday to full participant on Friday. He uh, missed time with the ankle injury. And before that, he was dealing with a uh, concussion. So Jonathan Bullard, um, you know, as, as long as nothing shocking happens on Friday, uh, sounds like he should be good to go this weekend. Um, he's an important part of that defensive line rotation. Um, also limited, uh, which they were all, all three were non-participants on Wednesday. So some good news for the Falcons is uh, Adi Ogundeji. Ogundeji. I, but, I butchered that. But yeah, him, um, Fabian Moreau, and Richie Grant, all three uh, were not practicing on Wednesday, but on Thursday – uh, we're limited participants. Um, so definitely good news for the Falcons there. And then uh, on Thursday, Lee Smith um, got a veteran rest day that happens. Cordero Patterson had one on Wednesday and, you know, it's just to give them some rest uh, for the Panthers uh, from Wednesday to Thursday, their injury reports remain the same. Um, Daquan Jones defensive tackle. Uh, it's not injury related, but it's not really rest. I'm not sure what it is, but he's a non-participant for him. And then they have two guards who aren't practicing. Michael Jordan um, has a hamstring injury and John Miller has an ankle injury. Um, but that's basically to summarize the Panthers injury report. And then one thing to keep in mind on that doesn't pop up on the injury report is um, uh, Hayden Hurst has been uh, designated to return by the Falcons. He's been on injured reserve. And uh, he's practiced, he practiced on Wednesday and Thursday, which based on the rules, he's allowed to practice. And then they have 21 days to activate him to the roster. Um, I would be shocked if they didn't do that by this weekend. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. And that's, it's funny. We, we talk about Calvin Ridley and you know, the guys that have been out, but we completely forgot Hayden Hurst has missed the last several games. Um, it, not that he's been a, really important weapon this year but obviously if we can get him back it's one more guy that you know ryan can throw to um and it's a guy that ryan has some experience with having you know played with him last year versus some of the guys at wide receiver that you know this is their their first go around with them so Mm -hmm. all right let's talk about that let's talk about the falcons offense going up against this panthers defense because last time these two teams faced falcons can only muster up 13 points and it's for good reason um Evan, this this is a really good Panthers defense. What do you think about when you think about what Carolina's putting on the field on on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, I mean, they're they're, you know, we we saw what they could do before. Um, Shaq Thompson had 10 tackles against the Falcons in week eight. Um, that was, I think, maybe one or two games. Actually, that might have been the first game Stephon Gilmore played for Carolina. It was, after. yep. Um, and he did a relatively great job. Um, Hassan Reddick, everybody knows who he is. Brian Burns, uh, one of those that kind of got away from the Falcons, always wished he would have been wearing a Falcons uniform, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's not a terrible defense by any means. Like 
it's one of those like that isn't going to get national attention, but they're a good core defense. Um, so we'll see yeah. what happens. But I mean, it, they're one of those that it's like if we had weapons, I'd be more worried. But since like <laughs> it's like this team's gotten used to not really having a ton of weapons, um, you don't got to really worry in that aspect about them shutting someone down uh, since it's basically Patterson and Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um on the year, the Panthers' defense is currently fourth in sacks. They're second in pressure percentage, which is not great for Matt Ryan. Um, they are 18th in passer rating allowed. So if your quarterback can get the pass off, you can generally have some success pass, passing the ball against this offense. Um, and then they're ninth in yards allowed per carry. So not the best rushing defense. And honestly, I think that is where the Falcons, I believe, really have to to, to lean. They, mm-hmm. you know, this Panther Panthers defense can get after the quarterback. One of the best ways to offset that, run the freaking ball. <laughs> yeah. And, and PFF has uh, their coverage grade, um, has them ranked sixth in the league. So definitely something you'd want to do is run the ball against this defense where in the first matchup, um, that was kind of before, like we knew Patterson was good, but that was before they kind of, let Patterson be the official RB one him and Mike Davis both had nine carries exactly. And they were, you know, okay. They were averaging, I think both uh, above three and a half yards per carry. Um, But both of them had nine carries exactly. So I'd expect to obviously see more Patterson and less Mike Davis in this game. But I mean, last week, Mike Davis had uh, probably his best game of the season. So who really knows at this point? Yeah, and honestly, the Falcons' rushing attack the past two games has been pretty good, um, yeah. going up against two really good rushing defenses. So, you know, we talked about it before. This could be the Falcons turning the corner in the running game, and this is obviously going to be great timing if they can keep it going against Carolina, because trying to pass against them uh, with you know this offensive line and how they're doing a pass blocking right now is probably not the best matchup for Atlanta. That said, the first time they played Carolina, they were not just missing Calvin Ridley. They were also missing Russell Gage in that game. And I think that gave Carolina the ability to sort of double down on Pitts, double down on Patterson. Um, this week, we should have uh, Gage out there. It should make it a little bit, you know, one more weapon, hopefully throw two. We'll see what happens with Hurst, if he can uh, get healthy and, and be ready for this game. But uh, this is a slightly different matchup. And I, I Again, I still feel like if we're looking at this Carolina defense, I'm not comfortable with Matt Ryan in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hassan Reddick, Brian Burns, um, those are two really good pass rushers. And right now, uh, the Falcons, don't they're just not doing a great job of keeping Ryan upright. And this does not seem like the get-right game for them in that regard. So run the ball, mm-hmm. run the ball, run the ball, uh, as you noted. Uh, put it in Patterson's hands instead of nine times, probably 19 times um, <laughs> and just try to make it happen on the ground and take your shots where you can get them. But um, yeah, this is a matchup that worries me because uh, you know, the, the Falcons only scored 13 points the first time around. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a legitimate Carolina defense. And um, until the, uh, the Falcons offensive line shows us that we can trust them in pass blocking, I'm not going to trust them in pass blocking. Right. Yeah. Um, one name to also for the fantasy people out there, if you're super desperate, Amir Abdullah, um, he had five targets in that first matchup. 
between the two. Last week he had six targets. Falcons are like one of the worst teams at defending receiving running backs. That's why Christian McCaffrey would always have good games against them. So that's a name to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, and we are going to talk about that Carolina offense uh, and this Falcons defense uh, because that's a factory of sadness right there. Yeah. <laughs> but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Advertiser Content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting. Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Warwick. I'm joined by Evan Birchfield, and we're previewing the Falcons matchup in Carolina in Week 14, taking on the division rival Panthers, another 5-7 and seven team that somehow... Uh, has some playoff hopes, this game will probably be the nail in the coffin for one of these teams, and we'll see how that plays out. But we talked about the Carolina defense, how good they are, the Falcons offense, what we think it's going to take for them to win. Um, Let's talk about this Carolina offense because, man, um, for all the things that frustrate us about the Falcons' offensive line, um, I, I don't think you'll find any sympathy from Carolina fans, this offensive line may be the worst in football. They are awful. Um, and even though we didn't get a sack against them uh, <laughs> in week eight, uh, this is a, they have one good player, uh, Taylor Moton, who's their, the right tackle. Um, they are probably going to get back left tackle Cam Irving. Um, even when he was in there, he's still bad. Like it, across the board, um, you know, daily elf line at center. Um, you know, you mentioned, if Jordan Miller or John Miller uh, may miss and Michael Jordan may miss, um, honestly, it's not like they're as starters lighting it up either. <laughs> like this is really just a terrible offensive line. I don't know what Cam Newton was thinking coming back to this team. Like he's going to get murdered. Um, but on the flip side, though, Evan, the Falcons' pass rush is the absolute worst one in the league. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what. What do you think about this matchup in the trenches? Is this, uh, we saw it before, and honestly, Carolina's O-line may have actually gotten worse from yeah. then to now. Um, but do you think Atlanta could take advantage, or is this like bad versus terrible? <sighs> I don't know. Just to back up what you were saying, um, PFF has their pass blocking, uh, the Panthers I'm speaking of, at 30 um, out of 32 teams, which is terrible run blockings at 21 out of 32. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, Falcons pass rush is literally last according to PFF. Um, so sad. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, 
I think the key for the Panthers is going to be obviously having a good run game against Atlanta, who's yeah. been kind of okay against stopping the run. Um, but the thing that I remember most is Sam Darnold ha- having his way running the ball. He ended up leaving that yeah. game, I believe, with a concussion. Um, and that kind of was like towards the end of the whole Sam Darnold experiment there in Carolina. But yeah, <laughs> he had eight carries for 66 yards, one of which went 20 yards. And then all of a sudden, um, the Panthers now have themselves with arguably the best running quarterback in recent history, probably mm-hmm. one of the best in NFL history in Cam Newton. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be any easier. And I think that's <laughs> going to be the key is, uh, is Cam, you know, in those possessions where they're, they're stopping them with the secondary or whatever, like is Cam Newton going to be able to scramble out and pick up 10 yards? Um, because we've seen quarterbacks do that who aren't even, you know, really known for being a mobile quarterback like Sam Darnold have success on the ground. Um, yeah. So that's going to be something I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah. And right now, you know, is Cam Newton better than Sam Darnold? Uh, I think so. Is he substantially better? Probably not. As a passer, Newton is still who he's always been. He's, you know, got a big arm, but he's got terrible footwork. He's, yeah. you know, inaccurate downfield, uh, tends to miss easy passes as well. But as you noted, he gets outside the pocket. He can pick up a lot of yards really fast. We've seen him do it against the Falcons before. And the um, one thing, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. The one thing to also keep in mind between the two um, matchups or the matchup we saw previously was like a guy like Robbie Anderson um, only had one target mm-hmm. um, since Cam Newton's came back. I believe he's had at least three targets in their last like three or four games. So he's being utilized more. Um, so you're going to see kind of these other guys like uh, DJ Moore, who's by far their best receiving option, only had four catches for 59 yards. Um, I imagine he'll get some more targets in that game. Uh, so, I mean, it changes the offense a little bit just because Cam Newton's going to use more, you know, some of these key components like he's been doing. So I think that's yeah. one upgrade for the Panthers offense this time around. Yeah, definitely. Um, and honestly, you know, Moore is a really good weapon. If he lines up consistently across AJ Terrell, I'm not as worried about it uh, with yeah. as good as Terrell has been. Um, but as you mentioned, Anderson, if he's lining up against Fabian Moreau, uh, the, he's probably going to win a few of those. And, you know, past that, it, this is not a very talented Carolina offense either outside of those, you know, two or three guys. Uh, Chuba Hubbard is, has been okay as, as a runner, but he's offers very little as a receiver out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Not in the, it's certainly not in the same way that Christian McCaffrey did. Um, and the big wild card obviously is what we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. They're going to have uh, a brand new play caller on Sunday that may mm-hmm. give them an element of surprise that, um, you know, they didn't have the first time around when they had, you know, Joe Brady calling the shots. Um, so this could be a different matchup simply because they have a different quarterback who is a little bit more capable, a little bit more aggressive. Um, and they've got a new play caller who we've never, we will be his first game, um, calling the offense and, you know, that could favor Carolina. Now could also backfire. It could be something where, you know, he's, he's not ready for the assignment or whatnot, but, uh, at the same time, uh, Atlanta will not know necessarily, uh, what they're facing because you know we had tape on Joe Brady going back to last year. We don't know how this guy's going to call the game, and that mm-hmm. you know, that that could change this the complexion of this. Now, 
as for pressuring the quarterback, obviously it's going to come down to Dante Fowler um, and uh, Grady Jarrett. I think they have opportunities here. We'll see if they can get that done. Um, Cam Newton obviously uh, is able to move around the pocket. He's a big guy, a little bit harder to bring down than uh, than Sam Darnold. Um, so it, really, this one feels like we're going to need the Panthers to make some mistakes. And the good news is um, they have guys that make mistakes. Anderson has a lot of drops. He's a receiver that you know this year has he's been a big letdown for Carolina. Um, to be clear. Uh, even with getting more targets, he has dropped a lot of balls. Uh, his he has not delivered in the way they hoped he would. You know, Cam Newton is a guy who you know has been known to throw some terrible passes over the years. So I, I think Atlanta's best hope on defense is that they force these guys or they catch them in making a bad mistake and they take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I don't have a lot of faith in the Falcons' defense. Not, not that Carolina's offense is great and they're going to steamroll them. Um, but outside of like the two or three guys, AJ Terrell, Grady Jarrett, um, maybe Dante Fowler a little bit, the rest of the guys, no one inspires me on this Falcons mm-hmm. defense. Um, but am I am I reading that right, or do, you, or do you agree with me on this one? No, I agree with you 100%. Um, I, I think overall, just looking at these two teams, like PFF has one twenty uh, has the Falcons 25th. Panthers 27th they're very similar um not just because of their record but when you look at like both you know pretty new regimes definitely the Falcons more so um both without stars um in Calvin Ridley and then the Panthers obviously without Christian McCaffrey yeah um they all kind of they both kind of have building blocks towards the future but they also kind of have shaky quarterback uh position not saying Matt Ryan's shaky by any means but like a future outlook like is matt ryan going to be the quarterback in five years for the falcons right right. uh probably not um is cam newton slash sam darnold slash pj walker probably not probably not (laughs) um but they you know both have offensive weapons and like dj moore and robbie anderson and falcons obviously kyle pitts and cordero patterson and yeah this uh it's gonna be an ugly game though yeah, <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't know. These two teams, they're both just they. I don't know. They're very similar in the fact that like they have some weapons, but they have some deficiencies at a lot of different position groups. So yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Uh, we've come to that point. How do you see yeah. this one playing out? What's your prediction for the game? I'm going to go with the Falcons just because I think the Panthers aren't like. I mean, they should have beat them in week eight. Um, I'm still not sure how they lost that game, especially with Sam Darnold leaving. Um, But the Panthers, I mean, I like Cam Newton as a player and stuff. Like, it's hard not to like what you've seen from him throughout Mm -hmm. his career. He's the best quarterback in Panthers history. And I think that's really the only reason he went back to Carolina is because he didn't like how it ended before. And, you know, obviously – it didn't end well, but you know, it's not going to end well probably this season either just because the <laughs> team's terrible. But um, yeah, I think it's still going to be like a close game, but I'd say like Falcons 24 Panthers uh, 20, something like that. All right. Um, yeah. I'm with you. I think uh, it's going to be close because as you mentioned, these are two very similar teams as far as where they're at mm-hmm. uh, in, in the league, not just the records, but, just the the quality of these two teams, you know, lots of issues on both sides of the ball, um, some issues in the trenches uh, for both teams with their offensive lines. And yeah, this is, uh, 
I feel like this is the sadness bowl. Um, yeah. Yeah, like one of these teams is going to get to six and seven and stay in the playoff race. And my God, it's going to be just like this ongoing, like pulling a tooth out really slowly. That's what, what what's crazy like. is like they have uh, kind of similar schedules too. Like yeah, they do. both teams still have to play the Bills. Uh, Carolina has to play Tampa two more times, but they also play the Saints one more time. And the Falcons, you know, obviously have to play the Bills, play yep. the Saints. They just pl- finished playing Tampa. Um, so, I mean, even if, like, I don't think either team's probably going to make the playoffs, but yeah, they're both <laughs> just, they got tough schedules ahead too. <laughs> they sure do. Um, my prediction, I am also going to predict the Falcons win, but I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. I'm going to say Falcons 16 Panthers 13 with Ooh, the difference being exciting. Yeah. Exciting defensive battle <laughs> ahead of us here on Sunday. Um, all right. Uh, with that, Evan, remind our listeners where they can find you and what you have going on. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at M Birchfield. Um, just, you know, go to falcon.com for tremendous Falcons related content. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, the underscore Falcolic, and then on Facebook. Um, yeah. Just, uh, you know, enjoy the games. There's only a couple left and you just think of how boring it gets in the off season when that's like right. we have those gaps of like nothing's happening that's football related and we get excited over news that I don't know, like a player worked out or something. Um, <laughs> so just enjoy the games, even if, you know, it's going to be ugly. It's still football and me and DW will be here on Monday, Sunday. Tuesday, Sunday. I think it drops on Monday though, right? Yeah, the podcast will drop. Yeah, that's right. Monday to uh, talk about this tremendous matchup, (laughs) you know, and and how the Falcons either won and how their playoff chances have improved or they lost. And we're trying to calm you all down. So, (laughs) and and we'll be moving on to draft season. Right. Right. Uh, All right, guys. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And of course, our articles daily, Alcoholic.com. So for Evan Birchfield, this is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. Talk with you next time.